0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy
1: group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and
0: accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hi, Jen. Hi, Em. Um. I'm really excited for today's episode. Okay, disclaimer for this episode. We are going to use examples from the movie Encanto. Encanto? In can- uh, yeah. Such a white girl way of saying it, Encanto? Yes. I'm aware, guys. <laughs> White as fuck. Okay, so we're going to use examples of this movie. If you haven't seen the movie, that is okay. Might be helpful if you've seen the movie. Okay, let me just say, Emily
1: has said to me over and over again, you have to watch Encanto. I was like, all right, fine. Like, kids movie, like, who wants to watch that? Friday night I watched it. <laughs> Balled my eyes out. Yeah. I was hysterical. It's so good. It is so good, and it's so systemic.
0: Yes, it is. All, it's, it's like, like, so therapeutic. It,
1: it combines our years of grad school training, learning, into one children's movie.
0: We, they, we could have saved $40,000. Right. That would have been <laughs> Just imagine. Okay, first, we should not suggest that. Don't do that. That's fucked up. I'm right. just saying. But, like, maybe. But Okay, so... We're going to talk about dysfunctional, like the roles that happen in dysfunctional families. And so we're going to use some examples of these characters. But the reality is, is these work to a ton of family systems. So we're going to talk to you today. And here are the main roles that are talked about. The caretaker, the scapegoat, the hero, the mascot, and the lost child. These are the most common ones, okay? And so families, when have stuff going on, will take on these roles, not intentionally, Uh, Not even consciously, it's just the way the family system goes. And let us do a disclaimer that
1: just because we say dysfunctional doesn't – we want to, you know – Say it in a way where it's not pathologizing, where, like, we all, because we're imperfect humans as part of a family system, we all have bits of dysfunction in our family. Every one of us. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that we want to once again reiterate that trying not to pathologize it, we're just using dysfunctional as a way of explaining how we fall into these family roles.
0: I remember the first week of grad school, somebody raised her hand. A girl raised her hand. She said, What if your family doesn't have any issues? and the director of our program was like, then you don't know your family well enough. Uh, I think Do you we remember were, that it I was very well. I think we were all like, "Ugh." also, I know my family's fucked up. So that was not a also, I just <laughs> think no matter what there's that's there's life something because also life does not happen in a vacuum. So even if shit goes well, life happens. We have to adjust. Things are crazy. It is okay. A Dyson so, vacuum. A Dyson vacuum. So let's talk about some family rules. Okay, let's start with the caretaker. Now, background of the movie for you guys to know, right? So it's basically about this family growing up in um, an encanto um, in Colombia. It is amazing and I think also it really on a cultural note, it talks about how much difficulty uh, Latinx families have been through and how they have to have had to survive specifically within having very close family units, right? Mm-hmm. So like typically when we like look at like white families, it's like one nuclear family in the house. This was intergenerational living in this house, which I think is very common in the Latinx families and I think very important to talk about yeah. that that adds in into like a whole other thing, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so basically what happens in this family, This um, there's this grandmother who is um, escaping her town with her husband. She has these three triplets, and something happens. They're being chased, whatever. And so, uh, unfortunately, the husband does not end up there with them surviving. And the magical universe gives her this magical encanto so that the mountains grow up, and they're safe and protected. And then these three triplets grow up, get married, have kids of their own, and they're all granted a magical power. I am aware, as I'm saying this, it sounds lame as hell, okay? Swear to God, this shit's cool. Even as you described it to me the other day, before I saw it,
1: I was like, that sounds stupid.
0: Okay, but now you're like, yes. I'm like, it was amazing. Yes, okay? So they all are. They all have these magical powers, except for one person, Maribel, who is like the main person. Okay, so uh, one of the things that happens is in family roles, there's simply someone who takes on the caretaker role. So the caretaker is otherwise known as... It sounds like this beautiful name, but actually, they're typically enablers or martyrs. Right. <laughs> and so, in attempts to keep everyone within their family happy, even if it means denying the real issues at hand, right? They tend to be people pleasers, and they're typically just the big picture is they're in denial about the real issues. And uh, you know, the caretaker might grow up to
1: completely deny their own feelings or like recognize what they're feeling when the way in which they survived was to take care of everyone else in the family. Mm -hmm. Almost like the peacekeepers. Yep. Right? That's how I keep peace is I make sure that everyone else is okay. That is my role and that is my function in the family. My personal favorite
0: member of the family is the scapegoat. Personal favorite. Personal favorite, right? The scapegoat in a therapeutic setting we call the IP, the indicated patient. So typically it's the reason people show up to therapy, the problem. The problem well, child. If if she could just, if you could just fix her, the whole family system would be great, right? Now, here. I, yes. Sorry, go. Here no, go. No, no, I was going to say, part of the reason
1: why I have moved away from working with children. teens or children is because it's usually part of a system. And it's the, a systemic issue rather than just the child who is coming in. And this can be really hard because often parents don't want to hear that. They want to hear, fix my child and everything else will be fixed.
0: Yep. So here's the best thing about the scapegoat. This is why a scapegoat's my favorite. Is in therapy, the scapegoat is typically the only one within the family who is actually able to be honest about the issues within the family Uh, that the other family members are, like, totally in denial about. So the scapegoat will call everyone the fuck out. I love the scapegoat. I love the scapegoat. But they are always – but they often end up feeling – they really, really struggle because they feel rejected, unlovable, and um, isolated in their families. They're very – they're always very aware of their role. And they're very honest. Yes, right? And now another thing that will happen, right, is that the child who's a scapegoat and the golden child are often pitted against each other. Oof. Okay, so in this movie, in Canto, you'll see this because Maribel is kind of the scapegoat. She's the one who didn't get the magical powers. She's the one who is like, she's bringing up, oh, there's an issue with the house, there's an issue with the magic, and everyone's like, you're just jealous. But she's like, it's right fucking here. Everyone's right? just denying it. And so you see this really interesting thing, especially with her and her and child sibling, Isabella, that they have a lot of issues together. You
1: know this movie, Inside Out. I am so impressed. <laughs> I also <laughs> feel like as you're describing it, to the podcast listeners
0: that you're also describing it to me does it feel yes yeah well because you pick it up but you how many times have you seen this i could never begin to count i could never begin to count but but not even half as many times as i've listened to the entire soundtrack as my daughter which wants is to listen incredible to it yes.
1: incredible mm-hmm. but you really do see that happen where you know you see her kind of going through this struggle herself and she's connecting with each individual like child like her siblings or she's connecting with other people in the family mm-hmm. and also helping them to like discover the things that make them happy yep right and so like she can kind of see everything that's happening but no one believes her or listens to her yeah
0: okay so if you're listening to these and you're like oh shit i'm the people pleaser or, i'm the scapegoat don't worry at the end of this we're gonna get to what you do about these roles do not worry the next common role we talk about is the hero Who was the hero? Do you know? Who was the strong one under pressure? Uh, I'm bad with Louisa. Yes, Louisa. Yes. All right. So there's one sibling. She's the middle child. She's given the magical um, super strength power. And she's like the hero of everything, right? Everyone comes to her. She never lets anyone see her cry. But the fact is she's under a tremendous amount of pressure. She's like the strong one. She's the strong one, right? Mm. That's the hero, right? So the hero always appears to be high-functioning, well-balanced individual with the family who can point – and this is something that the family can point to a solid example – of the hero and the golden child because they get to say but look look how good your siblings are what's your problem and so it actually goes with it makes it that I can live more in denial well also it like
1: you know when you're getting praise for that role too, it reinforces it? it and so even if it's a role that is hurting you or you're not able to acknowledge kind of what's going on with you you have to think about everyone else you have to push your own feelings down you're also getting praised for that role that you're oh you're holding it all together you're doing so well and so releasing that is also going to be that much more challenging because it means that you're letting go of the possibility of getting that reinforcement as well
0: Mm -hmm. so the heroes are often burdened by guilt shame pressure they never talk about they tend to be highly successful on the outside and having a ton of internal struggle that one, listen, once again, you have to watch this, but, like, this, her song. Her song is, it's called Under the Surface, and it's about all the pressure she feels. And she talks, to there's a really good line this the that she goes, drip, 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 like a faucet, right? Oh, so so the fact that it just, like, never stops. The drip just keeps coming. I can never get a break. And what happens, who am I, if I'm not there to serve others? And, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you've seen this so many yes. times.
1: My interpretation is that she had a lot of anxiety. Yes, right? Like you saw her eye twitching. Yes, yes like she's, she yeah, she's sleep, worried. She's right? worried about keeping it up. Yeah, Right. And so she had a ton of anxiety because of the level of pressure that she felt from external sources and wasn't able to acknowledge like what's going on. When you ha- don't have the space to be able to figure out what's going on underneath the surface and you're just having to keep up this image or you're just having to take care of anyone everyone else anxiety very easily develops as a way of protecting you from your own emotions and so you kind of see that a little bit that she's developing a level of anxiety didn't she like not sleep one night or
0: she was up all she was up with her eye twitching right exactly yep Mm -hmm. thought that was a good representation yes it was good job thank Uh, you (laughs) all right so then we have the family mascot And in the family, this might be me, the mascot uses humor, goofiness to distract from serious issues. They can feel immense pressure to step in when situations become tense and volatile. So they diffuse the situation with jokes. And then um, this successfully reinforces the pressure on them to continue distracting from issues within the family. Um, So this is the shape-shifting cousin, Camilo. right? Is that his name? I, have no I can't idea. remember. But so there's one of the cousins who's also like always shape shifting and making jokes. Yeah. And like that's how it like diffuses the situation. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So that was you and your family. I think that this might be me and m- many of my relationships. I you know me, I'm like I'm, I'm always putting a little joke in there. A little there. jokester. A little jokester in there. But usually it's because I'm uncomfortable.
1: But it works great.
0: It works super it well. It serves you. It serves me. Well. And that's Sometimes. the thing about any of these roles. They serve you. This is not done. For no reason, but because there's something that seems to work about this role. So whether your family unit puts it on you, we keep reinforcing the dynamic because it actually works out for us. Especially for those, the heroes and the people pleaser type of people, caretaker, because they get so much external reinforcement. And even the mascot does too. You're seen as like the fun one. Well, I wonder too, I mean, I think everyone gets,
1: like there's always something that you're getting from it, right? Even the scapegoat. The even though it's it's painful, you're the identified uh, patient that there's you're still taking tension away from the family, mm-hmm. right? So like you are serving a role in some way, and and there's a, also it's a way to get the focus on you, like you're getting attention from it as opposed to the focus on other people. So there's always there's there's always something underneath that might be serving you in some way. But there's ways in which it's very detrimental to be holding on to that role
0: Mm -hmm. in all aspects. Yep. Okay, so we're going to go through – I'm going to do the last one, and then we're going to go back and talk about this a little bit more. Perfect. So another one we talk about is the lost child. And the lost child attempts to blend into the background as much as possible to keep themselves safe and to avoid rocking or sinking the boats. They may feel ignored, neglected, and scared to draw attention to themselves. This is especially true in abusive households, households that are not safe. There is always one person who tries to totally blend away um but parents can use them also in this example of like the hero role to exemplify how great the family is doing because they don't cause any trouble why can't you just be like jillian she doesn't cause anything jillian's like fucking shaking in the corner it's like the easy one yes exactly easy one right Mm -hmm. the one who like yeah so they really struggle and then they avoid conflict by spending time alone withdrawing from the family running away they tend to have difficulty in adult life making decisions and they just try their best no matter what to not create any problems i think that's me <laughs> you think i
1: think <laughs> that might be me that one's you that is me. is I'm, mix- yeah. I'm a mixture between a few of them yes, but yeah. that, that felt relevant yeah, you
0: rocked that one right Oof, and then then one. you really need to like isolate yourself and be away because like that's how you soothe it all exactly yes Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing, it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, the lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Okay, so here's I feel like some things that like we reason why we wanted to use a movie as an example. Um because it was so good. Is this one the movie so good, but also this here's the interesting dynamic. We've talked in other episodes before about family rules mm. and like the family like the family rules that you have to do, right? So a big part of this family rule is that grandmother is in charge. Grandmother went through this trauma. And then was gifted this miracle of the magic for whatever reason. So she becomes unbelievably controlled. And some people would maybe say like abrasive. But like that is just trauma. Right? So like her response to trauma in some ways was perfectionism. And survivor's guilt. My husband sacrificed himself for me to take care of everyone. Mm. And now I have to make sure it keeps going. Because who am I if I don't? And...
1: The grandma is also so celebrated in the community, right? Like that, that they're idealized, yeah, idealized, and um, and I think that happens a lot too, right? When like someone's like a matriarch of the family, it's like, oh no, you don't question her, nothing, or you don't go up against her, and um, you know, it's it's such a brave. What's the? I'm sorry, I'm really bad at names. What's the main character's name? Mirabel. Mirabel. Something that is really brave that Mirabel does is stands up to her. As the scapegoat, but stands up to her and tries to show her this is what's happening where she's trying to save face. But that's a really difficult thing to do when someone's so celebrated um, and acknowledged by other people. I think that that very easily happens with maybe someone who has narcissistic tendencies and is very charming
0: on the outside, right, and is very celebrated by other people or there's – And I think in this situation, right, I think it's – and this is where we get to that, like, we underestimate the power of trauma, Mm. right, so that we automatically look and say, like, oh, look at her. She's such this mean grandma. But, like, no, she went through a horrific experience and everything she has adapted has been to protect everyone else. Absolutely. But it looks – like, she's like a jerk. Right.
1: And she's, and she's, her reaction to it is trying to protect herself from losing anything Everything else, right? And so she's learned to very much hold on so tightly. And as the family grew, she's also holding on so tightly to these roles that
0: they have without acknowledging who they are underneath it. And, and another great thing that we really talk about with this movie is that, like, it goes into the idea that, like, it really only takes one person to change a family dynamic. One person. Brave, courageous, risk it all person that actually to change family rules, someone has to be willing to risk it all. And that's what she did. She didn't worry about who she was pissing off. She spoke the truth. She spoke directly, like, right? And I think that's what people always say is like, well, who am I? If this is how my family is, what am I supposed to do? Right. But man, there's a lot you can do, but it's always with risk so you have to say what's worth the risk for you in doing this. In this situation, the risk was their entire fucking livelihood, right? This, like, house is falling apart. They're losing the magic, whatever. So, like, you know, it needed to happen. It, like, made made some good sense. But for everyone, like, it really does take one insanely brave person, which is often the family scapegoat. And there's something
1: uh, we talk about, pseudo-mutuality, where a family on the outside looks like they're very close and very together, But in this movie, you recognize there's a lot of cracks in the foundation. Mm -hmm. It's part of the song. Yes. And um, that as we talk about bravery, to be able to go against the family rule of like, oh, we are showing everyone else that we're perfect, right? Like we protect the family and say to everyone else, we're great. The magic's not going anywhere, but it's so much braver to be able to go up against that, go up against the pseudo-mutuality, this kind of false sense of closeness, and to be able to say, like, no, I actually see that people are struggling in these ways to help almost build on that cracked foundation to be able to bring people back together in a real way.
0: So before Mirabelle was the scapegoat, there was Bruno. And so what you might know is the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, has now been, like, on the charts forever. Now, of course, like, you know, the entire soundtrack is, like, Min, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, so Unbelievable Dude Hamilton. And before Mirabelle came out as get his Magical Power, everyone blames Bruno for everything. So he can see the future, and people don't fucking like what he has to say. Right? Because, you know, the issue is you're telling the truth. You're telling people some information they don't necessarily they like. They don't want to hear the truth. Yeah, right? Like the one person, he like told them he's going to go bald and he did. Well, you know, that's not his fucking fault, man. He, you were just going to, that's genetics. So there always has to be a scapegoat. In any dynamic, there is one person we all rag on. This is not mean it's right. It sucks if it's in it. But it's a really common thing. Even in a workplace setting, right? Like there was like that one person. Right, And so even before Mirabelle, there was somebody else who then did not want to be upsetting, becomes the invisible one. Goes to the background. Right, turns into the lost child. Yeah. Well,
1: and I think we talk a lot about triangulation, that the scapegoat's a perfect example of a child that's triangulated, right? When there's maybe tension in a relationship that... The scapegoat's very easily triangulated into the – instead of focusing on the struggles that we have in our relationship, we're going to focus on this child and all of the issues that this child has. And the kid might develop um, struggles in order to take the tension away from the relationship. And so it's very much a family system dynamic that's happening. And Bruno is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. If he's expressing himself and saying, well, this is what I see – And instead of acknowledging some of the trauma that's happening in the background, there's a fear of acknowledging that pain and saying like, oh God, we're going to have to deal with that. Instead, they put it on Bruno and say, this is your fault,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Because we don't want to look at any possibility of there being any pain that comes up anything else that we have to deal with because of the
0: intensity of the trauma that was there now you started to talk about this earlier before but I want to go back to it for a moment the idea about the individual relationships because people often think to change the dynamic I have to like stand up at a family meeting and talk to everyone like no mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like this grand thing what the difference was in this movie that you can see that they did a very good job of portraying is mirabelle starts making and working on the individual relationship so first she goes to louisa the hero is under pressure right and like connects with her and like asks her how are you and what's going on and what do you think right and then she goes to isabella now isabella is the perfect one i mean literally she can like grow fucking flowers out of her ass this kid like 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 it's such it is such a perfect child one right She's gorgeous. Um, she's, you know, she is, is that girl from Origins is the New Black. Yes, yeah. Yep. Diane mm-hmm. um, Guerrero, I think. It's my favorite thing to look on IMDb yes, every right? time I am. Well, especially when it's cartoons, it's really fun uh, to like so do voices. Yeah. So, um, so she's perfect and she's elegant and she's beautiful and she fucking can grow flowers. And, you know, she's everything Mirabelle is not. You know, they get to this part where she has to have this interaction with Isabella, where she has to go to her and say like you know like what's going on and they have to have this embrace but there's this whole other part of the movie and one of the things that comes up is Isabella says you know everything I I was doing it for the family not for me she admits that she was going to marry this guy for the family and not for her and it's the first time that she says this and Mirabella's like whoa Like, that's a pretty huge thing to say. I think I
1: cried when that happened to her. And so
0: when she (laughs) says this, she's so angry, which she never lets herself get angry. She grows a cactus instead of a rose. And she always grew roses before. And so all of a sudden, she's looking at this emotion she's never had and what it did for her. And so then she goes into this whole song about, like, what if I wasn't to manage my feelings? What if I was to actually let myself feel something in the moment? the thing – I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, that. no,
1: please. The thing that I love about that, too, is when she grows the cactus, she looks at it and talks about how beautiful
0: it is. But it's different, yeah.
1: Right? Like, that it's different and it's beautiful. And to be able to acknowledge those feelings, right? And – that is going against a family rule of mm-hmm. being able to say, like, I have some of these negative feelings. I'm allowed to feel them. I'm going to look at it. And not only am I going to look at it, but I'm going to acknowledge it and talk about how beautiful and how helpful that is for me.
0: Well, it's interesting because this is also a good thing about, like, generations down, right? So the, so it's the um... – the grandchildren generation who's making a lot of these things but you see it in the generation up with the one aunt who is trying who can her emotions control the weather mm-hmm. and like every time she's a bad emotion right there's rain clouds or a snowstorm and she's like she's trying to like shove it away yes. push it out of the room right so like she was like the first person in the family who's really managing her emotions mm-hmm. but that but it took going two generations down right for it to be able like there has to be some it, sometimes you're too close So when you look at your parents and you have this anger, well, why didn't you change it? We have to have some empathy for the generation above us of that they were so close to it and they did what they could with what they had and the information they had.
1: So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P R O S dot com slash Also, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be making this up because I only saw the movie once. When she had the
0: rain cloud,
1: wouldn't people tell her to like stop?
0: Yes, every, Oh yeah, everyone's telling her, stop, 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 you're
1: like hurting right. the weather. Yes. So, so that's a perfect example of like her, because of her gift, her, she could not control the emotion and what it would express outwardly. And you see everyone in the family's reaction to her expressing her emotion because mm-hmm. it was going against the family rule to be able to express your deeper emotions. But because she had that gift of she couldn't help it. Yeah. That But you see everyone's reaction to it. It's a perfect example of, everyone pushing
0: her emotions down and Mm -hmm. saying no you're not allowed to do that and you see it like when Isabella has this realization she makes the cactus all of a sudden she's making these spiky carnivorous plants (laughs) not these beautiful little petals some succulents yes some succulents and the grandmother has a really big reaction like what'd you do what the fuck look at her you're a mess Right, Because she did something different and that is like very shameful, right? And grandma, once again, is not horrible or abusive. She simply is trying to stick with keeping it in control. Because if not, what is this all for? That's the fear, right? Like I was granted this big thing and I think this really does go into like survivor's guilt. And I
1: wonder too, right? So she's left as a single mother with triplets and <laughs> I mean, can you
0: even Can imagine? you imagine?
1: And in order to be able to be there for those triplets, she probably had to very much separate herself from her trauma. You have to, yeah. You have to. And so, you know, we talk a lot about how when something helps us survive at a point in time in our life, if we don't grow from that or change from that – It can cause issues as we move forward, right? So there was a point in time when those triplets were babies where her separating herself from her trauma response was probably very helpful in order to help those babies survive and help her survive, but it sounds like that never changed, and she never really gave herself the opportunity to acknowledge some of that trauma until the end of course because yeah. everything was cracking and falling down but she and she does a
0: good job at the end of saying as she there's a part of the song where she says i'm sorry i'm i held on too tight so afraid to lose you too ah i'm gonna cry again and this is when it goes into like i know it is much easier to be pissed off at people in your life than give them empathy and understanding i get it i love doing that too i love shitting on people i love being pissed off i understand But if we do not look at the context that surrounds all of us of what we have been through, we are not going to grow. Mirabelle could have, in that last scene, been like, well, fuck you, Grandma, you were a bitch before (laughs) us. That would have been a a whole different (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit about your trauma, right? But she didn't. She, like, enclosed her and said, I finally got to see you. I can't believe you went through this. And when we can open up and have vulnerability and have empathy and have understanding – that's the transformation and so what the grandmother does which i think is what a lot of people want from their families is acknowledgement yeah. a lot of us are looking for their families to say i fucked up and i wish i did differently and like here's what was happening for me and that is what parents often very much struggle to give their children the only thing i struggle with with the movie now that we're talking about it yes is mirabelle
1: and once again, if this does not fit for the millions of times you saw this, please correct me. <laughs> but Mirabelle only got her gift when she was helping everyone else become vulnerable. And so I love the concept, but also what about her? I know. You know what I mean? It makes me think of like, Mirabelle's almost the therapist of the family.
0: Well, she is. And she's totally like, there's like one sibling that's about to get there. She, so she's the last person who was supposed to get the gift and then it never happened for her and then there's like a younger person who's getting theirs and she like supports them through it even though it was like this devastating experience for her yeah so she is very much everyone else but you know what i mean i don't know there's a part like i'm not really sure if we could ask her she's a cartoon so we We can't can't ask her her. (laughs) (laughs) but that that was my thought is that like you know she is she's stephanie beatrice from brooklyn nine 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 i don't watch that. that yeah yeah but that was the one thing is that I
1: also – I wanted there to be a part. Maybe there should be a, a Encanto Part 2 where yeah, Mirabelle – If we're lucky. If we're lucky. Where Mirabelle gets to, like, create something for herself. Yeah. As opposed to it being her gift was to help everyone else
0: Well, she has a great – song. she has this great song about waiting on a miracle. Right. Right, that she's waiting for her miracle. Someone tell me what to do. What is my thing here? And she's, like, saying, like, what's my purpose on this earth, right? Like – and what? But what if there's a possibility that some of our purposes are to help other people? And I think, I mean, I think we very much feel that. I mean, yeah, that's how what I feel like my I life know. purpose is. So, like, is that necessarily a bad thing? I'm just genuinely wondering. No, I don't. I absolutely do not think it's a bad
1: thing. But I also think something we work on a lot yeah. is being able to put ourselves first because of that. I'm sorry, what? What is that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's, that, if you're going to do an Encanto Part 2... Have her be a little bit more selfish is what they're saying. Have her find the balance where she's able to be there for others.
0: But she does stand – but she's not a doormat. I agreed. I don't think she's a doormat. She does stand up for herself, and she just truly loves our family. Agreed. Part part of that might be our, like, white culturalism, though. Right. uh, Right? Like, Western society. That's fair. uh, Like, more than in that experience. Like, that's an interesting thing to think about. Right. And Well, I think that we also talk a lot about – you know,
1: people who are more naturally inclined to take care of other people. Yes. And how that is not – that is a beautiful gift that should never go away and will never go away. Yeah. Um, but when you fall – I guess the part is like when you fall so far at the end and you lose parts of yourself – that's the part I want them to talk yeah. about at the end. Do you think she did? No, not necessarily. I just no. Want, yeah, yeah. I think she wants like a, a bad conversation. At,
0: yes, yeah. But I mean, it's it's an interesting thing, right? Because like part of it is this. I don't know. Like it is a very interesting dynamic about like what are the parts of myself that truly is about helping and being there for other people, and then what's a part of myself about that there's a function beneath that that I do to get praise and external. Yes. And that's what you have to look at. Like none of these are necessarily bad what we're it's more nuanced than that it's not so black and white right? what we're saying is what would it be like to look deeper about what is the function of all this stuff that i do in my family dynamics and how does that affect
1: me it, are the roles that were once serving me or the family that i grew up in are they still serving me today in my relationships now mm-hmm. are they still functioning for me in the same ways that they were functioning for me and are they helping yeah What's your favorite song for the movie? I think We Don't Talk About Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. It's no just so more. catchy. Okay.
0: Seven foot frame, <laughs> rats along his back. The calls now my this is, this name is and is gonna all fades stu- to black. This is going to be stuck
1: in Emily's head now. So That gonna... one
0: just constantly lives in my this head. This is just a because, song. <laughs> Okay, so the first song starts with Mirabelle saying, doors, floors, drawers, let's go. And so every time my daughter... Wants to listen to this, she goes, I want to say doors, floors, drawers, let's go, mom. And that means she wants to listen to Encanto. Also, and then she tells me the name of every single fucking song. And if I try to skip one, that little girl, she's like, no, 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 you skipped under the surface. I'm like, thank you, Millie. She's good. Yeah, she's good. I would love
1: for my house to like respond to me in this. It's basically like Smart House. It is like Smart House. <laughs> I really think we've talked about Smart House on this before. We have? I, I swear or i'm having deja vu hard to say well you're aging yourself because you're so old god and you're so young you would <laughs> never remember that
0: <laughs> okay we have a dear em and jen i'm ready are you ready for yep. it yep okay dear em and jen i feel like i'm blamed for everything in my family no matter what i do i'm starting to really hate these people what should i do <laughs> It sounds like you might be taking on the role of family scapegoat. And so what that might look like, One, the cool news is there's actually a lot of freedom in this. You're the one who speaks the truth, even if people don't want to hear it. You're the one who can uh, pull things back, stay connected to yourself, stay grounded a little bit. So what I would say is it is okay to have a slight bit of family separation. That does not have to be like cut off, taking a break, cutting off very different things so you could say what's the story my family is telling about me versus what is my story who am I in this what's my role in this what are the parts I do do because we all have parts right and what do I need to recorrect and reconfigure here
1: and if you allow yourself to take that separation it might push your family to have to look at their own stuff Mm-hmm. Right. If you take yourself out of that triangulation, out of being uh, the scapegoat by saying, Hey, I'm going to take a little bit of a separation, it might, you know, push your family to say, Okay, well, now we have to look at the things that we haven't been dealing with because we've been putting them on our child. Yeah. So pull yourself out of that triangulation,
0: and see what happens. Now, for anyone who hasn't seen Encanto and that listen to this and like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I just listened to a whole episode. Right. Can you please plug? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so, it's just. Because I always
0: try to get you watched. watch them. I mean, they had to have systemic therapists on staff. Uh, There's if, no way the whole also, thing is Also, if so that job's available, based. like, give us a call. If anybody knows who's hiring. To do
1: We Disney are in. Movies. I, I also have okay, I loved it so much. First of all, I cried multiple times, which, you know, isn't that off brand for me. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was so therapeutic. I was texting Emily. I was sleeping or something at 8 o'clock. I was that's texting. A, that's on brand for me. That, which is also <laughs> on brand for Emily. I was texting Emily, like freaking out the entire time because it was so therapeutic to just watch the connections and the dy- the family dynamics. It's, it's truly everything that we learned yeah. in grad school rolled up into one movie. And... It really just, you can very easily take the lessons from that movie and bring it into your own family dynamic and say, how might this apply in my family? What role did I maybe take in my family? Am I still taking in my family? How might I be bringing those roles into my current relationships? And are those roles still working for me? So absolutely go watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it a second time. Maybe when I get home tonight. And probably as soon as
0: we push stop to this recording, we're to listen to the soundtrack again. Thousand percent. So, if you enjoyed today's episode, we always hope that you share it with a friend, loved one, or a Disney character. Um, if Share <laughs> it with a Disney character. <laughs> we always appreciate if you rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. You can also rate and review now. Or Can you review? Or just rate? Just rate. Just rate on Spotify uh, podcast. Hey, and we love you. And don't forget to know yourself. Nope to grow yourself you gotta know yourself you gotta know yourself (laughs) we'll see you next week see ya